Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 2. Silly putty with a bang. A man once said he went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Lots of people think fighting's a part of the sport. Well, it shouldn't be. Played the right way, it requires skill, coordination, stamina, and finesse. And some fists wrapped with tinfoil. Oh, yes. Hi, Greg. Hey, David. How's it going? I am well. How are you? Oh, I'm just fantastic. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, guys. Season 2, Episode 2. This is Episode 24 overall. It is entitled The Eraser. Ooh. A gigantic piece of rubber attacks a town. Villagers escape. Do they? I don't know. It's a guy dressed up like a pencil with a giant eraser head. And I thought it was weird that they made that choice for the second, second episode of the season, but... That's where they went with it's, it. It's all about being bold. It was. They really made a bold move. And thank good, because it was so far one of my favorite episodes of the series. Freaking fantastic. <laughs> it was by, by bar none. It was phenomenal. I think we have a lot of good talking points with this episode tonight. Um, it was definitely one of the best. And obviously, for those of you who are listening, it's not about a guy in a pencil costume with an eraser head. <laughs> However funny that would be. And I would love to see Mac try to MacGyver his way out of that situation as he's staring down in a racer head <laughs> just this gigantic <laughs> like, gumby gun like ballistic or something oh my gosh but yeah so this episode i think in my opinion and we'll we'll kind of touch upon it at the end too but I, I would rank it at this point i know we've only seen 24 episodes of the series it's up in the top for me so far, and totally, I don't know, it may be a while before it gets dethroned. There are a lot um, of there are a lot of reasons for why I felt it was a solid episode. You know, yeah. we, we generally look for the silly stuff and yes. kind of. Po- but this was th- I couldn't. This wasn't really. This yeah. was just good. I couldn't find any like goof. There were a couple of goofy like nitpicky moments. Like, are you really like right? Are you really making that choice? But nothing like overly goofy. As no. in like a couple of episodes that we had last season. Um, yeah, definitely not. Like we didn't have any Axminster moments. Did. You know, we didn't have any quail moments. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it was an overall just a really solid episode. And I think this is, you know, Greg, you had mentioned this before we started. But this episode, I think, it looks like they're kind of following some sort of an arc. You it, know, this feels like the first Ep- or or the, okay, this season because of this episode. Granted, we're only two episodes in. Right, it's starting to feel like they're act- the episodes are actually going to be plot related or or more, yeah, like you said, more of an arc. Yeah, the first season felt like they were just throwing shit at a wall. Yes, you know, oh, we'll yeah. do this, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this. But it feels like this. Right, you're going to start having more threads. It was like Monster of the Week type stuff. Yeah, in the exactly. first season, I always like people always said that about X Files. Like it was very Monster of the Week, and that's what. That's right. That's what season one felt like. It was very just like standalone episodes, not a lot of overarching stuff that carried on. But like this feels like they're going to sort of, you know, with the Phoenix Foundation now in the picture, it feels like that's going to be a common thread. And I think it's really going to show as we get further and further into the season. Right. Um, But I think we should just jump in. Dive right in. 
I think we should dive into this. And so, so this episode opens, um, and it kind of does a lot of cutting. It cuts back and forth between MacGyver and this gentleman that we'll we'll learn about here in a few minutes. But it does a lot of like quick cuts back and forth. So we open the first scene is what you just heard was MacGyver um, on the ice. Yeah, he's he's playing he's playing hockey and. This is what his current payment was. So he got paid from the Phoenix Foundation, and rather than take money for his recent his last job, he wanted to play scrimmage with the Squires, is what they were called. So that's how he took his payment. So clearly, he doesn't need the money, which is strange. Yeah, like, <laughs> and there's a, a quick bit here about about Pete and Mac, like when Pete shows up right, at right, the right. ice rink, and Pete kind of wants him to do something, but right. we'll see here. Hey, wait a minute, you promised. No assignments for a week, at least, right? So that's his so payment. Drunk. No, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, he's been playing hockey, and and um, to Richard Dean Anderson's credit, he he was playing for real. Was he? Yeah, that was actually that him because he was good. Like he was solid on the ice. So, so yeah, he was. You know, he he runs into Pete. He gets thrown in the penalty box, and he sees Pete sitting off in the corner, and he's just like, wait. He's like, you told me that this was a, you weren't going to come after me for a week. He's just like, yeah, I'm just here to watch you, you know, take diggers on the ice. Right. So then we cut to, as this scene's playing out, we cut to a guy. His name is Michael Simmons. And he's meeting with the East Germans. Of course he of is. Of course he is, because of course he is. That's what they do. Um, so Simmons was paid $750,000 in exchange for... What was it? It was a was it a navigation system. Yeah, some navigation system. I don't really sounds like the Snake Eyes. Yeah. So so he sold this this navigation system or whatever this information to the East Germans for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash. Yes, in a briefcase, just flat, cold hard now, cash. If you, have you ever seen the movie um, 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 The Way of the Gun? Yes. They have this whole thing. Granted, he asked for fifteen million dollars or something like that, right? And there are, there's an argument about. Do you know how much that weighs? That's ridiculous. I wonder would seven hundred fifty thousand dollars fit in a briefcase of hundred dollar bills? I I'm trying to do the math really quickly in my head. So how seven, many hundreds? Seven hundred and fifty. Seven hundred and fifty yeah. hundreds. Right. Right. That'd be is that right? That Wait, would be seven hundred and fifty with and two extra zeros on the end would only be seventy five thousand. Oh no! So it would be seventy five hundred hundred dollar bills. I don't know. I think that's right. Seventy five hundred hundred dollar bills would be seven hundred fifty thousand. So that's yeah, that's a lot. Of I don't know if that would fit to in fit in a briefcase. If you had twenties, forget it. No, God, no, absolutely <laughs> not. So he give they they do the money transfer, and he says, "All right, you're going to find the shipment in two crates. I labeled them sauerkraut. Go ahead and find them." He gets out. They drive away. He gets in the car with his girlfriend Simmons. Simmons. Simmons gets out. Gets in the car with his girlfriend, uh, Linda. Linda. And we find out that the crates were empty and filled with literal sauerkraut. What an ass. How much money did he spend on the sauerkraut? Right, exactly. And so what I want to know is I find it hard to believe that the East Germans wouldn't want to check to make sure that this was a legitimate shipment before handing over three quarters of a million dollars. Right. So at that, that part, I was like, okay, that's a little fishy. So... Simmons gives Linda. I think he throws her a wad of cash. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. says, buy, "Buy us some tickets to Rio. Meet me in three days." Right. I'd be thinking, <laughs> okay, if you're about to rip off a, a country, right, you would want to have your escape plan lined up right then, and you would be gone Hours. immediately, less than an hour. Get out like, of there. Like, you'd be after the meeting. You have a briefcase full of money. You go straight to the airport. Mm-hmm. 
No, that me, would be it. Meet me back here in three days. What are you going to do for three days, you jerk? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, they wouldn't be able to advance the plot. I know. I guess <laughs> I hadn't waited right. for three days. I guess you're right. So all this cutting back and forth. And so now we cut to an old man pushing, <laughs> we assume is his granddaughter on a swing, just yeah. kind of pushing her back and forth. And we see a guy with a limp slowly walking towards this gentleman. Now, I, I recognize this actor, but I couldn't place where I've seen him. I looked at his credits, and I couldn't place him from Do you anywhere. remember his name? No, I don't remember no, his name. No, we're terrible. The we're the worst head. hosts. But his name his name is Jimmy in the show. Jimmy the Eraser Kendall. Did he have a big square head? He didn't, but he did have, um, what, what do you call that, like a hair lip? He had that he? Very, yeah, he had a very distinct look, and he looked like that mobster part. So he's walking towards this old guy, and the, these two um, guards sort of like flank his sides. Right. And he very easily just like takes two fists, and he knocks the guards to the ground. Yeah. And he walks up, and he kind of embraces this old man. This, this old man. This old man's name is Charles Banning, mm-hmm. but people who are very close to him call him what, Greg? Papa. Chuck. Chuck. All right. Papa Chuck. Papa Chuck. You can call me Papa Chuck. (laughs) I was like, okay. So he meets Papa Chuck. Papa Chuck, we're going to call him that from now on. Mm. Um, Papa Chuck wants Jimmy to kill Simmons because Simmons was the one who made off with the money that belongs to him. So uh, we should call him PC. PC. Or Papa Chuck, whatever. So that's what. uh, So Simmons stole money. From Papa Chuck, that this is the bit that I got cloudy. Yes, I was a little clouded. So it seems like the East Germans got the money from Papa Chuck, who in turn gave it to Simmons, and Simmons made off with the money. So Simmons, maybe there was supposed to be a legitimate deal through Papa Chuck, and yeah. Simmons set, rip, is ripping off Papa Chuck and the East Germans. Yes. There we go. That's what it seems like. So Papa Chuck wants Jimmy to kill him. Sure. Jimmy now has just finished serving 10 years in prison for exactly this thing for, he, for, for being a hitman for being a hitman yes so he wants to put the contract out but jimmy's like i don't want to do this like i'm gonna be rusty right I've, i haven't killed someone in 10 years i have arthritic <laughs> knees exactly. i've got a limp so they do a little bit they do a little bit of back and forth you know banning is like uh, papa chuck's like i don't want to send any of my markers out like i want you to be the one to do this i want you to take the contract right you need to kill him doesn't take a lot and Jimmy eventually just agrees. But no, no, because Papa Chuck b- basically blackmails him. He's like, if if you don't take this job, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, you're screwed. Like, right. pretty much. Right. Jimmy's like, yeah, fine. right, fine. Papa Chuck. So, yeah, Papa Chuck. So Papa Chuck is kind of a smarmy bastard. He's he really like. I never really got the sense that he was like a good person. No, like not even a good grandfather because he's pushing his granddaughter. And he's like. Okay, well, no, I'm not going to push you anymore. You're going to fall over. And he's like a sweetheart, and he's like really nice, and he's getting her ice cream, and then he's putting out a hit on somebody while holding her hand. Right, right. What an asshole. Exactly. So so Jimmy agrees, all right, fine, I'll take out Simmons. So then we're back at the, we're back at the hockey game. We're nearing the end of the hockey game, and Pete starts talking about a security leak at a, at a, at a company called Vectorcon. Yes. And before they could question the suspect, the suspect took off and disappeared. Mm-hmm. So this is my this is my goofy part number two. Okay. So MacGyver's like, oh, is it Simmons? <laughs> Pete's like, yeah. How do you know who that is? And Mac just gives this goofy smile, and then he gets back on the ice. I'm like... <laughs> they never explain how he knows Simmons. They never explain like what like what the history is there. He just gets back on the ice, trips and falls, 
Right, immediately. And, yeah. He try, he gets out of the penalty box, sort of makes a move, and then immediately is on the ice. Right. And I'm like, bam. So, of course, MacGyver. But that's him. That's That was really that, him. That's yeah. RDA. And I love that scene, too, when he trips over the, when he trips over the other <laughs> hockey player. Um, so, MacGyver, of course, agrees to help, and Pete directs him to a bar that Simmons owns. Owns or frequents? I think he says he owns the bar. Oh, really? I, I think I he said he owns the, the bar. Okay. Maybe it was. I wasn't paying too much right. attention. Right. Oh, God. He walks in there. and Or he doesn't even walk in. The, the camera cut, cuts and he comes up on Max sitting at the bar. And the bartender has the biggest hair. Oh, it's amazing. Holy shit. It the, was amazing. Teased up probably six inches. Yes. Like huge. Yeah. Like if she fell over, she, her hair, her head would never touch the ground. Just bounce right like, back up. It would just be like, <laughs> it would, like the sound of like if you, if you put your hand on a bale of hay, it would be like... Pfft. Yes, yes, you know, exactly. That's what it would be. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, Max sitting there and w- wants a ginger ale, and she pulls out the soda gun, and it doesn't work. Can't get the ginger ale to work. Yeah, and she, he's like, she's like, I don't understand. Can you hand me the olives? Yeah, I was like, can you hand me the olives? I love these things. I knew he was going to do this, too. what the hell, Max? I was like, he's just going to eat the olives. Right. He eats the olive, and then takes out his... Basically, he fixes the soda gun. He's like, he's like, I think it's a gas pressure problem. But he uses the little sword that right. the, that the olive was on. He pops the back of the thing off. He like tightens a little thing in the back and releases the CO two. Yeah, and, he's and, like, and, and now it works. Now we have ginger ale. And she's like, Oh wow, uh, I can put something in that for you. Oh uh, no, just ginger no, ale. Just ginger ale. And so while this is happening, Jimmy walks in and sits down next to Mac, and they have a nice little back and forth. Mac asks the bartender, hey, have you seen a guy named Simmons around here? And bartender's like, no, I haven't seen him in a couple days. That piques Jimmy's interest. You can see him. He's like, oh. Yeah. So Mac goes out and he goes down to the car lot down the road that Simmons Simmons owns. Simmons owns the car lot. So no, it was the bar he frequents. He owns the car lot. All right. That's right. That's what it was. Okay. And then that's what... So she's like, yeah, he he owns that car lot over there. That's right. So Mac leaves and, and Jimmy hears that and he's like oh okay right and follows Max. so jimmy follows him and so max kind of looking at the cars and he and he looks in the rearview mirror of one and he sees jimmy standing behind him so right in the distance like pretty far away yeah so jimmy starts like getting closer and closer and closer and he can't find mac and he comes around the corner and mac like jumps out from behind a car yeah he's like all right what are you doing you're following and jimmy's me. like oh you're just looking for a car it's looking for all this stuff and max like come on no what are you doing why are like, you following me so he basically says simmons He's my son. Yeah, been I mean, estranged for years. He. What I like about this episode is how true it was. Like, yes. Jimmy, you know, f- pretended that he's like, yeah, yeah, he's my son. I just got out of the joint. I'm trying to find him. I just, but he was really acting it up good, perfectly, and, and yes. basically pulling at Max heartstrings to be like, yeah. can you help me? Yeah, he's like, you're you're a cop, or he's like, not nah, not really. Yeah, he's but, like, well, we were supposed to meet, but he blew me off, and I assume he's in some kind of a trouble. So can can you help me find him? MacGyver doesn't take much convincing here and basically agrees. He's like, you know what? I'm going to call you at the hotel. I will bring you in here once I find Simmons. Right. Which is like, he doesn't vet him at all. Oldest trick in the book. Right. Mac fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Right. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> um, so then we cut to MacGyver about to break into VectorCon systems so, to go through Simmons' desk. Yeah. So Simmons works for VectorCon. Which yep. is the what was it uh, vector software? No, I was going to say um, the stuff you sold to East Germans, not sauerkraut, but um, the navigation navigation. System, yes. So vector navigation. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and Simmons works there, so he breaks in. He's going to break into his office, right? By using the elevator shaft, it was the most bizarre way of getting in a building. Yes. Like he rode the top of the elevator. <laughs> 
I don't know how we got in there. I don't either. And I was, and I love the scene at the end when he's just like standing at the edge of it, and the door closes, and he just kind of like, yeah, because it's like a bit. So he he basically. <laughs> The elevator goes away, but Max left behind, so he pries the doors open, and he's, what, the 10th floor, he said, so it's like 100-something feet down the shaft, and he's like, he comes out of the elevator shaft, and basically, when the doors are open and there's no elevator, it's just a pit. Right. And so he's standing there, and then the doors shut behind him, and he's just like, oh. I love that. It was just, yeah. So he gets in there, and he realizes that there's an electronic door lock. Right, on Simmons' office. On Simmons' door, so of course he's going to... Now, the great thing about electronic door locks is that they can be unlocked or something. Yeah, a, oh, yeah of course you it's can, like If Mac. they know you're going to go in, then it's going to trigger it, and it's going to go. So he <laughs> he shorts out the circuitry. He he pulls the main circuit board off the door. But the, I just got to say how he does it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. He he looks around. He pulls, he pulls the, the front faceplate <laughs> off of the lock, and it exposes all the electronics. Yeah. Like, all of the electronics. And then he finds a lamp. That's in like this waiting room. Oh, area. that's right. <laughs> Cut, cuts the cord off the lamp, rendering the lamp useless. Like, yep. obviously, someone was here and cut the cord off the lamp. Right. So, someone's going to know. <laughs> right. And then he strips the ends of the wires, plugs the, the, the cord into the wall with the two bare ends, and jams them into the electric lock, and it opens. Psst. Light turns green. Door. He doesn't even have to do it. The light, the door just opens. Yeah, on it, just, its own. it just opens on its own. Like it's a no. It's a keypad lock, and it just opens it up. Yeah, yeah. It was it was unbelievable. And it's like okay, you probably tripped that breaker now, right? Anyway, like he's leaving this blatant trail. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he gets into Simmons' office and he finds a photo of of his girlfriend Linda, and I think it's a, I think she signed it. Linda. She did. She signed the photo to him. <laughs> she's like she's like leaning against the sports car in front of like some big house. Now I don't know about you, but I mean you've probably had pictures of either ex girlfriends or I'm sure you have pictures of your wife. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I have pictures of my. Fa- I have never once thought. You know, it'd be really romantic. Like when Chris and I were dating, I'm going to send a picture to her. I'm going to sign it. Like <laughs> I never once thought that that would be a really romantic. It's thing like to it's do. a headshot, and it's like you're so lucky, right? Like Kristen, what a great game we went to last weekend. <laughs> Love ya, Dave. Like really, <laughs> that's what it. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did that in the '80s. I don't know. I was maybe, only four when this came out. <laughs> maybe we should start doing that. Just start sending notice notes to our wife. Maybe we should send unsolicited <laughs> pictures of ourselves that are signed to people. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. So <laughs> he gets into Simmons' office and he finds the photo of Linda on the on the desk with an address. He finds the address. He figures out where it is. He goes back outside, mm-hmm. and he has this little line. He has this nice little sequence where he starts talking about what he did to make sure that nobody could find well, out first, that he was there. Let's see. This is a, this is a clip here about greed, but this is that was at the opening wave. So yeah, that was Simmons talking about greed. We don't have to talk about that. Right. Let's see. Mom, what does mom say here? My mom used to tell me. When you visit someplace, make sure you leave it the same way you found it. I replaced Simmons' door lock, and with the vent cover back in place, no one would ever know I'd been there. (laughs) He immediately gets punched out. Okay, so about not leaving a trail. Okay, Mac, you cut the cord off of a lamp. You broke open the door lock. You shorted it out. With 120 volts yep. from the wall current, which would have left black marks on it, probably blown out bits of it. 
and then you put it all back together and the door lock works right and what about the lamp like the I, what i don't understand <laughs> that those are the bits i don't understand yeah but then we get a great thing like this <laughs> oh, it was such a great punch. It was such a great punch. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, 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 hey. what? What? Oh, oh, why are you such an old guy? What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. He gets totally clobbered. So uh. he gets obliterated by these two guys, completely just like beats the shit out of them. So, oh, he be- oh no, he beats the shit out of them. Eventually, right? he does beat the shit out of because them. Jimmy shows up to his rescue, right? So- like a creeper, he comes around the corner. He's like, yeah, and he punches like, this guy, he like jumps off a wall and knocks this guy out. And Max's like, what are you doing here? Well, he's like, well, I've been trailing you. <laughs> he's like, he was completely upfront about it. He's yeah. like, well, I've been trailing you. I just, you know, I want to make sure you didn't. You didn't I want to make sure you didn't oh, get in over your head. Jeez. <laughs> so. It doesn't take very long, but then MacGyver eventually was just like, hey, why don't you come back to my place? We'll have some dinner. <laughs> right. So, yeah, don't go back to your hotel. Come, yeah, come over to my place. And this is where you see Max for new place. Right. So this, I think, in the series is Max's third Right, because he was in the observatory in the pilot. <laughs> yes. Then he was um, on the beach. Right. In that, like, that uh, second, third floor that was owned by Susan. That was all season one, and then this is the new one, because I think he moved, because once he took the position at Phoenix Foundation, right. he obviously had to move. I don't know where Phoenix is located out of. Phoenix? Maybe. So, yeah, and now he's- And o- it's he- amazing. He lives over a hardware store. Of course he does. And it's funny, there's metered parking in front, Yep. and nobody ever pays. They all just park and walk in. Right, right, right. It's great. So, so in this apartment, he's got a basketball hoop, mm-hmm. pretty high up. It's like a it, loft It's like department. vaulted ceilings, like yeah. really high. So he's got that. He's got the air hockey table. He's got. I don't. It's like his. Be- it's like one big open room. Cause I like, said it looks like a child lives there. <laughs> yes, and his bedroom. Like it's one loft, so it's not even like there's not. It doesn't look like there were rooms. That's a so studio like, apartment. Yeah. So, but it was beautiful. Yeah, big for MacGyver. So they're sitting there. They're having dinner. They're chatting. They're doing their thing. And he's, you know, Jimmy's talking about like, oh, you know, I played for the Braves in 1947. I played for two weeks, yeah. But that, some, such and such happened, and I ended up being the bus driver for two weeks. And they couldn't do anything without me, mm-hmm. and he's like, he finally admits to MacGyver, and this is the moment when you really see that Jimmy wants nothing to do with his previous life. Right, he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. Which is this in this scene was am- I loved this scene for both of them. I thought they were really they played really well off each other. You know, he admits to MacGyver, he's like, I. I just want to go somewhere and relax. He's yeah, like, I just want to. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And watch kids play baseball. I just want to p- watch baseball. Yeah. And what what I really liked about the scene is that Jimmy is there, is friend is only hanging out with Mac because he wants to get the Simmons. Right. But he's having this legitimate nostalgia bit with Mac and is le- is connecting with him for real. Right. Though he's got this ulterior motive. Right. And it's it's this kind of bittersweet like. But what I loved about that is that you that ulterior motive never came through. You never you never felt like in that moment like he was playing this because of that ulterior motive. He was playing it because he legitimately felt like, okay, this guy I can connect with. He doesn't like baseball, but he likes sports. Mm-hmm. We can connect on this. And so you could legitimately see that in the two of them. Right. That there was that moment. And they even played like the sexy music. Oh, they <laughs> over did. That they, scene. Oh, the Max. So if, if Jimmy was a woman, Mac would have Mac. Oh, no questions. So, so but <laughs> so this is a great scene. So Mac they're playing foosball hockey. I don't know. It's the mechanical hockey game. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it's actually I, called. And it's not even air hockey, but no, yeah, it's, it's like foos hockey. It's like foos hockey. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's mechanical, but but and this is where Mac he's playing really hard. And Mac does some telltale sign. They're talking about sports, and yeah. Mac wins. 
Mac, no, yeah, Mac wins the game, so Jimmy has to do the dishes. Right. And yes. then, <laughs> sounds like some old couple. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then Jimmy looks at Mac and says, you wanted to be a like a major a major league hockey. You wanted to be a you, you want know, a professional hockey, hockey yeah. player. Yeah, and Mac just kind of like yeah, yeah, and and so that's real. Like Jimmy could see it, and Mac like gives in. This is the first time. So Mac wanted to play hockey as a kid. I don't know about as a kid, but right. Yeah, but he had he had international man of mystery. Yeah, he had aspirations. Like he wanted to play professional hockey. Right. And I think this is the first time in the series that we see Mac kind of break down that wall. And just like let this out, like it was a really nice little backstory on him. Like you, you don't realize that until this point. Like it was awesome. It was just a great little scene. Damn, this is a good episode. It was so good. So he basically offers Jimmy, like, don't go back to the hotel. Just spend spend the night here. You're, mm-hmm. Yeah, you get up in the morning. Well, you know, I'll let you know if I find Simmons. Just stay here. So he stays the night, and the next day, MacGyver follows that address. To Linda goes to where Linda is, and there he finds Linda, and I, I he pulls up in his jeep. Yeah, um, and he's uh, this is the shot I think I posted on Instagram where he's sitting in the jeep with, with, the, his, with his sunglasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looking at Linda, but there she is, like kind of standing in the window. Yes, like <laughs> yes. waiting for Simmons to show up. Yeah, in this like shitty hotel. Yeah, it was awful. So, oh, there's also the scene when Mac was getting the address when he's stuffing his face with a bean sprout burrito. <laughs> alfalfa, alfalfa, alfalfa sprouts. sprouts. Jesus, it just it was literally just alfalfa sprouts in a wrap. Oh, <laughs> at one point, it like drops on his leg and he right. just like brushes it off. Yeah, he's he like, like greatest thing about this is that it doesn't stain. Oh god. So this scene is kind of cut back and forth as well. It's another one of those where Jimmy is now back at his hotel with three other guys and they're playing poker. And they're kind of like having a conversation about, oh, you, you you stayed with Mac last night, you know, you've you've got this going on. But it was the th- the other guys were the guys that attacked Mac that right. Jimmy came to his rescue. Right. The whole thing was planned. Right. Exactly. So that, the whole thing was planned that they would attack Mac and Jimmy would come and win Mac's trust. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this conversation. They're going back and forth. And so Ralph, who's, I guess he's like the unofficial leader. What a dope. Of the, Ralphie. Ralph, oh, he's such an idiot. Ralphie. So he's not very happy that Jimmy's in charge of this. Like he's like, he doesn't like that Jimmy has the contract on Simmons. Sorry, Ralphie. Ralphie. Have you ever seen that, that Australian commercial with the toads? Yes. Oh, Ralphie. Yes. <laughs> what, what's this cream? It's lovely. Oh, it's lovely. Anywho, wow. Um, Quail was not in that. No, it was not. So, yeah, so Ralph is like, you got this contract. I should have gotten this contract. You're taking the complicated route here. You're like, you're working with MacGyver now. Like, what are, you're using him too much. Like, he's not part of the equation. Jimmy's like, we're going to follow the orders. We're going to kill Simmons. It's the only contract we've got. And he's like, we're going to let MacGyver do the hard work for us. Yeah, we're going to let him lead us right to him. Which is legitimate. So not only, like, right after that moment... The phone rings and it's MacGyver. Yeah, he's on a payphone across the street and he's like, "I know where they are. I know where your son is." Simmons, supposedly. Simmons and his girlfriend are right here. Right. So, God. Once that happens, he needs to remotely control a car's door well, lock. Well, Simmons, Sim. So the oh, he followed the girl. So the girl pulled up to the 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 apartment. Sorry. Linda was in the car. Yep. Linda drove up. Mac was watching Linda. Simmons was in the window watching. Oh, right. Just kind of posed. Yes. So basically, Mac goes up to their car, and we don't know why yet. No. But basically, he has to detain Simmons. Right. So that Jimmy, his father, can meet him. Yep. 
Right. So he connects the car phone to the onboard computer signal, basically, like to the signal lines for the door locks. He, he like pulls the, the wiring harness out from under the dashboard and hooks up the car phone. He crosses it to so the locks. The, yeah, to something. So when the phone rings and he picks it up, the doors lock. Yeah. So that's basically what he did. Right. So MacGyver calls the well, car phone number. Well, Simmons and Linda get out of the apartment. And get into the car because they're going to drive away with the money. Right. And Mike Mac calls the number, locking them in the car. Right. And he asks for pizza, hold the chovies. <laughs> yeah. Run it through the garden and uh, hold the chovies. <laughs> so as soon as he does it, he hangs up the phone. The doors lock. They can't get out. They don't know what they're doing. MacGyver sort of strolls across the street, puts his hand on the window. And he's like, sorry, what? You guys, you having a problem? I can't open the door. The doors are locked. I can't hear you. Your window's up. I, you, can't, I can't hear you. You got to help us. <laughs> so, you got to help us. So he's like, yeah, all right. So I'll, I'll, I'll help you. That's fine. He's like, pick up the phone. What? Just pick up the phone. I, okay. So he picks up the phone. The doors unlock. He opens the door. He grabs Simmons and he kind of arm, right. strong arms him against the back of the car. And, he and, le- and then he strong arms him against the car and then leans over and speaks to Linda. Linda, sweetheart, the car will go now. I suggest you go with it. <laughs> such a dick. What a dick. He just like leans over. <laughs> he leans over and's like, Linda, you know, the car will work now. You should leave. Yeah. So Linda, what, she has no other choice. She, but it's Simmons' she, wife, and she does. She just drives away and leaves him. So here's this random dude that pulls her husband out of the car. Right. With all, She knows he has all this money. Right. And then he, she bails. Yeah. I think that's the last we see of her. In the, that's in the it. Sh- she doesn't come back again. Watch her just she keep goes driving. to Rio. <laughs> she goes to Rio. She takes right. out for Rio. So MacGyver tells Simmons, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the FBI, but you know what? Your dad needs to see you first. Simmons is like, "Wait, no, my dad died six years ago." And MacGyver's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, I swear to God, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not. My dad died six years ago. Yeah, who are you talking? He's like, about? "Well, then who's this guy?" And he points at Jimmy, who's walking down the street, and Jimmy pulls a gun. <laughs> yeah, and, and Max like, "Oh my God." Yeah, and this Simmons is like, <laughs> Simmons is like, are you serious? What? You let him right to me. Yeah, and Max like, uh oh, and immediately goes into crisis mode. Is like, all right, he's like, I'm going to protect you now. He's like, run, let's, we we have to go. And it turns, it was a pretty good chase, actually. Yeah, so they run through the door and they go to this building and they end up in the basement of the building and they find a locked door. So MacGyver builds. Um, a cannon. He pill- he fills he fills one side of the pipe with flammable gas, and he puts a smaller pipe inside that, and then he lights the fuse to fire the pipe into the locked door to blow the lock off. Because he found all these parts lying around. Because of course, and so he has this really great line actually about like what's going to happen if this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if this works, it'll keep us from getting caught. Doesn't it'll keep us from getting old. I love that. I so love that. It makes me think, okay, so if it works, they're not going to get caught because it's going to blow the door open. Right. If it doesn't work, they're not going to get old because... They're going to be dead. Or They're, they're going to be dead. I'm th- and there's two options. Either the hitmen are going to get them, or this damn thing's going to blow up, vaporizing both. It's going to ba- It'll backfire and just obliterate both. Shrapnel all <laughs> over the place. So, thankfully, it works. He blows the he blows it right through the door and he, and he knocks the lock out and they get going. And so when they get through the other side, Jimmy's on the other side of the door. Yeah. Waiting waiting for the both of them. Because there, there were two hitmen chasing them, Jimmy and this other guy. The other guy was following them and Ralph. Jimmy kind of Ralph. It was fucking Ralph. Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie. So and and then so basically Jimmy headed them off at the pass. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Jimmy's like, he's got the gun up, and he's like, MacGyver, get out of the way. He's like, I got to do this. He's like, no, I'm not moving. Yeah, he steps in the way, and Jimmy's like, come on, man. Yeah, so he's like, you know what? I agree. Like, this Simmons, he's a scumbag, but he needs to be turned over to the proper authorities. Yeah. I'm not going to let you take his life. And so while this is all happening, Ralph is standing on the other side of the door, and that's kind of key to what happens a couple minutes later. So Ralph is listening to this entire thing. Right, because after, which is funny, after Mac blew the door down, Right, and then after the door, it's like blown off. He puts it back so that the other guy can't come through. They, they, they think they put like a, 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 I don't know, a shelf or something in it. But they blew the door open. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Like he put something on the doorknob to prevent it from being opened. But like you blew the door. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He blew like the latch apart. Just blew it to bits. So it makes so. it makes absolutely zero sense. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, Ralphie is on the other side so listening. MacGyver is this whole time. MacGyver's reminding Jimmy. He's like, you know, you told me you just want to relax. You just want to get away from this. You don't want to do it. And Jimmy's like, you know what? I got to do this. It's a contract. I can't. I can't not walk away so jimmy's like code is preventing him from leaving like right. he, he's like i i said i gave my word i'm gonna do this i'm gonna follow it through right but also he's being blackmailed so right so this whole time he's got the gun up and macgyver's refusing to back down he's like no i'm not moving you're gonna have to i'm sorry you're gonna have to just kill me so <laughs> it's like <sighs> it takes a long time this scene draws out for a long time but jimmy finally tells him after a couple of a minute he's like just take him and go yeah just get yeah. out of here and go so Simmons tries to run away, and MacGyver's like, what, what do you know? Like, what do you do? I just saved your life. Yeah, you're like, coming with no. me. No. Which is funny, though, because Mac just led the hitman to him to save his life. Right. Which is like, come on. You, you can't redeem this. Right, exactly. So, I, so he takes him, and he goes. And that's actually the last we see of Simmons. Right. And it Simmons cuts. never comes back. Exactly. And we still have a solid probably... 12 13 minutes left in the episode right so. now this is when it goes to uh ralphie so then we cut to ralph who's heard the entire conversation he's on is he on the golf course he's on the golf course with with the old fart with papa chuck with an ass and so he heard the whole conversation he reports to papa chuck and he's like you know what i can take care of it you want me to do it he's like, i'll take care of it i'll, t- I'll take care of it mr banning he goes please Call me Papa Chuck. And <sighs> Ralph has this moment, just this like grin, like this idiotic grin. He's like, oh, all right, I'm on the end now. He's okay. like, I got this. I'm with Papa Chuck. So, yeah, so the mob, the, the, so uh, Papa Chuck is like, yeah, you can go ahead and you take the contract. You can kill Simmons. Yeah, I want you to kill Simmons. Yeah. So, no, not Simmons. Does he want to eliminate oh, not Simmons? He's like, you I eliminate Jimmy. Jimmy. Sorry. Yeah, we got this whole thing screwed up. Jimmy. Jimmy flaked on the contract. Now Ralphie is, has to kill right, Jimmy. Right. Now there's a hit out on Jimmy. So Ralph's like, I'll take it. I'll do it. So he takes the, he takes the contract. So we cut into Pete. Oh, <laughs> this, Pete again back at the scene, Phoenix Foundation. This scene, I don't know if, if, if like, this was an afterthought, like, but it, they added it in and it was hysterical. So <laughs> Pete comes in. And he goes to visit MacGyver, and Mac was like, um, doesn't he say something? Doesn't Pete... No, Mac offers Pete some yogurt. Oh, right. You want something <laughs> in the fridge? Pete's like rummaging around Mac's fridge. Yeah, he's like, they're, they're back at Mac's apartment, by the way. Right, right. Yeah, so they're back at Mac's apartment. Pete opens the door and comes in, and he offers him something. He's like, you want some yogurt or something? Right. So Pete goes into the fridge, and he pulls out a bowl, and he just starts like eating. Right out of the bowl with a spoon, like a salad bowl. Because like he's thing. an old man, God, and he's eating Pete. yogurt. And so Mac looks over at him, and he's like, you're supposed to heat that up. 
He's like, what? I like this cold. He's like, oh, I never took you for the whipped bean curd type of guy. <laughs> and he just keeps eating this like, He's like bean oh. curd. So it's funny because it also cuts to Mac. Mac is on this computer because he's in the mainframe of the Phoenix Foundation. Right. And he's like, he was looking up Jimmy. Like, yeah. Because he, he, he was legitimately hurt by Jimmy. Yeah. Because like, I really liked you, but you turned out to be like a false person. But everything he said was true. Yes. Other than him being a hitman. Yes, absolutely. It's all true. And so Mac's like, he learns about different things, and he basically deduces that now the hit's out on Jimmy. And he's right. Like, I got to save him. Yeah. And Pete's like, what are you doing? So, still with a handful of bean curd. <laughs> Pete's like, what, what are you talking about? It's not your problem. Like, I got to save him. I can't let this happen. Yeah. So Mac goes out looking for Jimmy now. And right before he leaves, he's like, you put that back in the fridge when you're done. <laughs> and <ask. laughs> So right before he leaves, he goes, and Pete like takes one more bite. <laughs> And then puts it back <laughs> in the fridge. And oh. so then we cut to where do we cut to next? Then is it oh he's back at he's back with Jimmy, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So MacGyver decides that he's gonna go out and find Jimmy and he can only think of one place that he's gonna be found. And he's like, he likes baseball, so let's find him at a ballpark. So he goes looking at he said what did it take it only took me five ballparks and there were like 10 in the area but it took yeah. him five to find out that Jimmy was there so he finds Jimmy at the ballpark they sit down Jimmy admits like he's like there's uh, just no point running they're gonna keep they're gonna keep coming after me he's right. like I might as well just face it face the fire like face right. it like a man and this is where he talks about how he did the same thing to somebody else I, I called right. a meeting for somebody they, they arrived and I rubbed him out like, yeah and that's how he ended up in prison and what's fascinating is that Mac isn't judging him one bit no, he's just like listening and like, okay, let's like, get you out of this. Yeah. And so that's what ended up putting him in prison 10 years ago. He's like, I still see the faces. Yeah. He's like, you don't think that this, this affects me every single day. So MacGyver reminds him like, Hey, you love baseball. Like this is, this is a passion. He's like, why don't you go back to your old job? Like, why don't you be a trainer? Mm-hmm. Like that would be great. And Jimmy's like, I guess I could do that. But as they're about to start talking, Ralphie and his men are like across the field and they start yeah. walking towards them. So MacGyver and Jimmy take run and they run as fast as they can. They take refuge on the upper floor <laughs> of a balloon manufacturing factory. <laughs> but it's it's not but it's loaded with like theatrical stuff. Yeah. Like costumes and set pieces and all kinds of junk and fake blood. Yeah. Which yeah. comes in handy. I love it. And I love this scene because when they're I love when Max trying to open the door to get in. He gets to his Swiss Army knife, but he finds out that the door's open. Like, he just taps the door and it swings in. And, and both he and Jimmy are like, huh. It's like his instinct is to go for that Swiss Army knife. But, right. like, let's not check to see if it's open first. Let's just pick the lock. Right. And as soon as he, he doesn't even, he barely touches the door and it slowly swings So they open. go in and they dead, they deadbolt it. It's like some big barricades and stuff. They lock it up so that the, the other right. guys can't follow them up. And they head upstairs. Right. So Jimmy's like, you know what? If we get out of it this time... Papa Chuck's going to send more guys after me. They're just going to increase. Like, they're just going to find me until they kill me. But Mac was like, no, no, we're going to get you out of this. And we're going to pretend that you're dead. Okay. All right. So this was my favorite by far. One of my favorite things that he does of the series, like, of the series so far. So he stretches out a sheet of mylar. Yeah. Well, there's like a mirror there, too. Yes. And there's mylar. It's all kinds of, like, yeah. reflective things. So he puts him, he stands him in front of the mirror and... He has a line like right before he st- he finishes off. So he puts him from the mirror and he says, and I think we pulled the clip, didn't we, of him? No. Oh, no. we didn't pull the clip. So he pulls him he pulls him in front and he goes, he goes, Don't move until they start shooting and they think you're dead. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> so like, Yeah, so go ahead. We're gonna so get- no, yeah, basically he sets up a, a thing so that they the hitmen see him through the window of the factory and shoot at the reflection. Right. 
and he falls over. Oh. And it gives him just enough time. So, yeah, so he kind of does that. He, he's standing in front of one mirror. The mylar is reflecting him out the window. So he's just standing there. And so when they shoot him, the mylar goes down, gives him just enough time to, like, poke, put a little hole in the shirt. And he covers himself with blood. And so when Ralph and the guys come up, he's laying there slumped over in a, in a pot and like just in a little puddle right, of his like own blood. A perfect shot right in the chest. Right. Center, center of mass. Boom. One bullet. So, so Ralph pulls the gun and he's about to put one more bullet in him just to make sure when MacGyver in the corner has got a comb and another piece of mylar and he's simulating the sound of a police siren. Yeah. Using the mylar and a fine tooth comb. I'd be like, wait a minute. Why is there a small police car behind that table over there? <laughs> exactly. So, like, come, come on. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. So he's like, he's dead. Don't worry. We got to get out of here. So he drops. They the don't even check. No. What shitty hitmen. So they just run and that's it. And so MacGyver kind of holds the comb up when when uh when jimmy wakes up jimmy's like looks at him like Ugh. and he's wiping the and he's wiping the paint off his shirt and he says that ralphie what do you say ralphie is so stupid he'd study for a blood test yeah <laughs> it was a great way to end that line it and was, that's it i mean and that's it so then we cut to quote unquote jimmy's funeral with pete and macgyver standing there and a lot of other people a lot of family so we don't it leads us to believe i wonder if they use julie's body from the or from flame's end <laughs> oh yeah julie julie got blown up in the car <laughs> and then was buried 18 hours later yes. so they're standing at the funeral and you know pete's like you know what jimmy would have liked this he did a really nice job this was a really good thing you did jimmy would really like that and so i don't think pete knows where he is but macgyver knows yeah so MacGyver's like, yeah, I think he'd be real happy with this. And so then we kind of do a crossfade to mm-hmm. Jimmy, and he's in the locker room of a baseball team. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of going, they're really loving him. Like, his new name is Louie. He's obviously, like, the trainer on the team, and they're having this conversations back and forth. He's yeah. laughing He's laughing with the team. Uh, guys, come on, give me your gloves. You know, back in the day... We used to use spit. Yeah, we never used oil. Spit is what, we, like, spit we used. Yeah, and so they're just having a good time with him. And he's like, you know, I'll tell you, I played for the 47 Braves for two weeks... And they couldn't go anywhere without me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And it's like this heartwarming like smile. And yeah. he gets this smile and it's a little freeze frame. But then we cut back to Mac. And right as Mac's leaving, um, right as we end the episode, Mac has one final line that we're going to play. Yeah. I think you'll like it a lot. And that rolls out the end of the episode, and it was—I I mean, it was borderline brilliance, the whole thing. It was really—I I loved it. Like I, I loved everything about I'm, it. I am—I am going to. Uh, well, w- w- were you entertained, Dave? Yes, yes, no questions. Not many. The one—the the one invention I liked was the—I uh, guess the thing that he blew the door down with. The cannon. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it, it was like it was like a a battering ram, only that it was like, yeah, explosive. Um, I thought the uh, the cell phone thing with the car that was, was goofy, stupid. I liked the mylar reflecting. That the, was the great. Refle- that one was cool. That was great. Um, how was his hair, David? I mean, with that one picture you posted, that pretty much sums up what his hair looked like for most of the episode. It was flowing. It was gorgeous. It was perfect. It was it was the epitome of perfect. Even when he was eating the alfalfa sprouts, mm. the wind just sort of like so good. It was great. Um, the hair looked phenomenal. So he he didn't really have the opportunity to be a man whore in this episode. No, no, because there were only two females, one of them, and they only had one scene apiece. We had one the bartender was, yep. and Linda. And neither of them had really great roles. Those no. were kind of crappy. No, definitely not. So um, 
even though there was no real female counterpart in this, I'm going to give it five mullets. I'm I'm right there with you. I think Jimmy takes the place of any man whoring because they're just because just their rapport back and forth was enough to elevate it that extra that extra mullet for me, if you will. Yeah, it was just it was fantastic. It's going to be tough to beat this episode so um, second episode in the second season at five mullets already yeah i mean we had human factor last week which i was a solid four mm-hmm. then we go to five next week's i hope is just as good but usually you find a lot with shows like that are that, that hit a peak with that they tend to stumble a little bit in the next episode so mm-hmm. i'm crossing my fingers they don't um do you want to know what next week's episode is called do i ever next week's episode is season two episode three twice stung when a friend becomes suicidal after being bilked out of his life savings macgyver devises an elaborate sting operation to get his money back sounds good sounds fantastic sounds really good i can't wait to watch that one so hopefully hopefully it'll be just as good as this but i'm i I'm going to say I have my doubts that it's going to be just as good. Right. I really do. Exactly. I mean, this was as close to perfection for an episode as we're going to get. So um, anyway, if you like this episode and you want to hear more of it, um, by all means, listen to our backlog. We've got you know 24 episodes or 23 episodes at this point for you guys to listen to. Um, you can kind of catch up on it if you want. Um, we, we release these shows every Friday, so you got a week to listen to as much as you can. Um, if you liked this episode and you want to hear more and you want to you want to reach out to us and let us know, um, you can hit us up on uh, email. Let us blow your mind at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Champa Klein. You can find us on Facebook, Champa and Klein, Blow Your Mind. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14. Plenty of ways to do it. You can check out our website, champacline.com. Gives you a breakdown of all our shows. You can find all of our shows on that episode um, on the website. You can download them right from the website. We're working on putting some um, special things on the website mm-hmm. in the near future. We've got a we've got a show that we're planning. Um, we're going to record it here in the next two weeks, and we're going to roll it out. Hopefully, we're due for release in April. April fifth. Um, April fifth is the official launch date for that. So we're looking forward to that. So hopefully, you guys will tune in. We're going to have a little bit more for you in the coming weeks. Um, a couple of teasers for you. I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully, <laughs> you guys are too. Um, but I think. I think that's going to wrap it. Do you have anything else, Greg? I'm happy. All right. Guys, for Mullets and Memories this week, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a great week. Well, 